Good morning. That's nice and loud. Good to see you all this morning. Uh, welcome. Welcome to St. James. Welcome back 
Uh, we also want to welcome those who are at home, uh, worshiping uh, at home. We miss you here, but we're glad that you can be with us uh, there. And if there are any first-time visitors, we sure are glad to have you with us today. And uh, our uh, pastor, Pastor Miller, is out of town with his family. Please continue to keep them in prayers for safe travel back home. They're planning on coming back early this week um, and uh, needing some some much needed, uh, getting some much needed recreation after a very challenging year this past year. Uh, Pastor Miller has really uh, done a lion's uh, share of work this past year with all the changes with COVID. It's been a challenge, and he's done a wonderful job. So uh, please continue to keep uh, him and them in your prayers. Uh, do have a few announcements I'd like to share with you. These are also on the back page of your worship guide, but uh, wanted to highlight a couple. Um, wanted to thank David Moldenauer, who led our Bible class uh, this morning at 9.30. Wonderful job, and look forward to uh, Bible study next week. If those of you who haven't had a chance to attend that, uh, we meet right here at 9.30 a.m. in the sanctuary right before service, and it's a, really, uh, it's a really great time to dig in a little deeper into the Word and apply it to our lives. So I want to welcome uh, everybody to participate in that. Um, men's Bible study will meet uh, Tuesday, 6.30 a.m., and uh, youth group uh, 6.30 to 8 p.m. on Tuesday. Uh, we will not have the Wednesday night Bible study. Um, yoga will meet Thursday Women of Faith Bible Study will be Saturday, 9 a.m., and then we're, there will also be the memorial service for Joe Early. So uh, Joe was a longtime member here, and uh, many of you know him and loved him, and uh, his memorial service will be uh, here Saturday morn morning. So hope that you can be here for that. Um, I'm sorry, the time is not listed there. Uh, please contact the church office for that time. Um, sorry, I don't have that uh, in the bulletin. I don't have that information. Uh, the new member class begins uh, next Sunday, and the time there, it should say 6.30 p.m. instead of 6 p.m. And so that new member class, for anyone who would like to become a member here at St. James, or if you're just interested in kind of a refresher course on the Christian faith from a Lutheran perspective, it's a wonderful opportunity to uh, meet other uh, Christians here, and um, or if you're not a Christian yet and are wondering what is this all about, it's a wonderful place to come to. Um, donuts will be served, so that's always a nice, nice evening. Um, there is also a need for the micro school for an aid. If you are interested, or if you know somebody who might be a good fit for that position, please pass this information along to them. There's more information there on who you, who you can contact. Um, Mr. Uh, by the way, Mr. Early's Memorial Service Bulletin, I believe, is on the table in the entry. Uh, if you're not able to make it on Saturday but would like one of the bulletins, they're on the table in the entry. All right, that concludes our uh, announcements. Let's, let's worship. Please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Let us confess our sin to God. O Lord, great God, all holy, Father, most gracious, filled with mercy and steadfast love, we're embarrassed to come before you, for we have rebelled against your wisdom and have gotten into trouble. For we have rejected your fatherly guidance and have gotten lost altogether, and therefore we are embarrassed. To you belongs righteousness, O Lord, and to us confusion of face. O Lord, great God, all holy, Father, most gracious, 
filled with mercy and steadfast love, incline your ear to our troubles. Hear us when we pour out our sorrows before you. Forgive us, not on the ground of our own righteousness, but on the ground of your great mercy, on the ground of your great mercy in the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. It is in his name that we pray, for he is our Savior and the mediator of the covenant of grace. Amen. Because of Jesus, God has forgiven us all our sin. Hear the gospel of Christ from John chapter 3. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God sent the Son into the world, to, not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Amen. Please remain standing for our first hymn.
We read the psalm today responsively from Psalm 145 and Psalm 147. You open your hand. You satisfy the desire of every living thing. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the beasts their food and to the young ravens that cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the legs of a man. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Please be seated as we hear God's word. Our first reading from the Old Testament book of Jeremiah, chapter 23, beginning with verse 1. In this reading, we hear a stinging rebuke of, from God to the religious leaders of the day, of that time of Jeremiah, and also a pointing forward to the good shepherd who was to come from the line of David. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who care for my people, you have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for your evil deeds, declares the Lord. Then I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will set shepherds over them who will care for them, and they shall fear no more nor be dismayed. Neither shall any be missing, declares the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called, The Lord is our righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle reading is from Ephesians chapter 2, beginning with verse 11. And here Paul is uh, communicating to the Gentile Christians in Corinth, uh, but also making clear that the Gentiles and the Jewish Christians are one in Christ. Remember that at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus, himself being the cornerstone, 
in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
what a wonderful future we have to look forward to. All of you have to look forward to, all of us, uh, to see God face to face and not to be afraid because of what we've done or haven't done, but to, to be able to look in love and to be seen with love through his son because we are saved by grace through faith. Our Holy Gospel according to St. Mark is from the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in, a, in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. And those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Do you pray with me? Heavenly Father, uh, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer, open ears to hear and hearts to receive your word today. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Please be seated. I remember hearing this miracle as a child and being amazed that Jesus could do this that he could take five loaves of bread and two fish and somehow feed everybody. It was amazing. And I remember thinking, wow, he is, he's amazing. Jesus is so amazing. How could he do that? And uh, Jesus encourages us to come to him as, as a child with childlike faith and to be amazed and even if we don't understand, and how can we understand how he did this? Just to be amazed. To be amazed at how he's able to multiply and then to take what he's multiplied and divide it among so many people. Today I want us to look at multiplication and division in the kingdom of God. But first I want us to start off with the beginning of this reading from Mark chapter 6, verse 30. And to look at... Um, Kind of the context for this reading, we read that the apostles returned to Jesus and told them that all that they had done and taught. Last week, if you were here uh, or listening online, Pastor Miller explained that 
the reading from last week was sandwiched between these two other readings. Um, the first was Jesus sending out the disciples, and this is in uh, Mark chapter 14, verse 7 through 13, where it says, uh, where Jesus sent them out, it says, So they went out and proclaimed that people should repent, and they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. And then sandwiched in between that reading and this reading is the uh, explanation of John the Baptist being put to death. And so these readings uh, interpret one another. Here we see John the Baptist suffering and dying, but we also see the disciples going out and having spiritual victory in the name of Jesus. We also understand uh, that that reading from last week is pointing forward to Jesus' ultimate uh, death, his ultimate sacrifice as well. So this is the context for a reading, and they're near the Sea of Galilee, uh, the, the small sea that can also become quite uh, uh, turbulent with, with wind and waves. And Jesus uh, welcomes them back. There, uh, in another gospel, it tells us that they were so excited by what they had seen and heard, by what God had accomplished through them. And you can just imagine if you had been sent out by Jesus and all of a sudden demons were leaving people and they were getting healed, um, by the words that you were speaking to them in Jesus' name, you can imagine how excited you would be to, to see that and wanting to share that uh, with Jesus, the one who had sent you out. And so they came back, and all, this wonderful, all these wonderful things had happened. And yet, Jesus knew they were exhausted. Um, it says that the crowds were so great, they were pressing on them, the people didn't, that the disciples and Jesus didn't even have time to eat. The needs were so great. And Jesus knew that they needed to rest, and he knows the same about us. He knows that we also need to rest, um, to rest in his presence. Just as God, the creator, rested on the seventh day, he calls us, his people, to rest, which is a wonderful thing. Um, in our society, it always seems like it's always go, 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 go. And yet we have a God who, who lovingly calls out to us to come, come apart and rest. And uh, we are blessed if we do that. And it's good that you are here uh, this morning. And for those of you listening online, it's good that you are taking time apart, hearing God's invitation to come apart and rest from the craziness of this world. Jesus, uh, as true God, knew what would happen. In his divine nature, he knew that once they crossed over, all these other people would, uh, would be gathered to, to greet them. And there, there wasn't going to be rest on the other side, and yet he called them to go. At least for a few minutes in the boat, they were able to, to rest, to relax. And so they went to the other side, and it says uh, all the surrounding villages. Around the Sea of Galilee, there were many little villages, fishermen catching fish for the, for the villages and making a living that way, just like Peter and James and John had done and Andrew. Um, and so they crossed over and people from all these villages came to meet them. They were hungry for what Jesus had to offer them. They wanted his healing touch, his healing power. They were looking to him for help. He went ashore, saw the great crowd, and instead of dismissing them, instead of 
saying, oh, time to go home. We, we need a vacation. We need a rest. Not that there's anything wrong with that at all. Jesus looked to them as a shepherd looks to his sheep and had compassion on them. And even in his, in his weariness, began to teach them many things. And so uh, God was giving him strength, supernatural strength. Of course, he is true God, but the Holy Spirit was within him too since his baptism. He was empowered by God to serve. And God gives that same power to us also. Uh, God, in your baptism, has given you the Holy Spirit. And you have that same strength uh, to pull on when you need it, when you're weary, and your family or your loved ones or your colleagues when they need you. You have an inner strength to pull on when God is calling you to serve, when you're seeing the needs around you. We have that same strength that Jesus had. Finally, as it got late, the sun was going down. The disciples came to Jesus and said, look, these people are hungry. We're going to have to do something, and we don't have enough food, so can you please send them away, and maybe we can get some rest then? Jesus said, no, I want you to feed them. And feeding the poor, feeding those who are in need, uh, is a ministry that Jesus took very seriously. Jesus took the physical needs of people very seriously. You've heard the saying that some people are too spiritually minded to be any earthly good. Well, Jesus wasn't like that. He looked at people and he saw their physical need and he met it. He met it in ways that, that no one else can. And here, specifically, he, he knew they were hungry and they needed to be fed. Jesus and the teachings from the Bible show us that the physical things of life aren't unimportant. There are some uh, religious beliefs um, like Hinduism, for example, that teach that uh, the things of this world aren't important. What we should aspire to is just a state of, of nothingness, and um, that's really what we should aspire to. Or even as some believe that the physical is all that there is, and when we die, we turn to dust, and that's all there is to it. Um, God teaches us a much higher uh, view of the physical, of the of the earthly, the, thing, the things that are created. Um, it's not a platonic worldview at all. Plato, who taught that uh, there's this separation between the, the physical and the spiritual, and it's the spiritual that matter and the physical really don't. No, God teaches in the Old Testament and the New Testament, and Jesus, by his example, shows the physical is important. Your body is important. In fact, it's so important. Jesus died for your body so that your body would rise again someday. And you will have a body united with your soul in heaven, in, 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 the, new, in the kingdom to come. So uh, Jesus looks at their need. And we see here a, a multiplying to meet that physical need. A taking of the, these five small loaves of bread and two fish and somehow breaking them, breaking them, breaking them, breaking them, breaking them, breaking them, breaking them. They never run out until this whole group, 5,000 men, it says, plus who knows how many women and children were there, were fed until they were satisfied. And they had uh, 12 baskets full 
uh, of leftovers after all was said and done. Jesus multiplied and then divided among those who were there to meet their physical need. Just similar, in a similar way to his miracles of healing, Jesus' feeding of the crowd shows his compassion for human beings and their, their real needs. Jesus cared for the people in the ordinary hunger, in their ordinary hunger, and he demonstrated a generous hospitality. He didn't want to send them away until they were well fed. This miracle of feeding also demonstrates to us the presence of the kingdom of God that had come on the earth, that had come through Christ to the earth. It, it can remind us of the way God provided for the daily needs of the Israelites in the Old Testament, in the time of Moses, when they were traveling through the wilderness and God provided food in the form of manna coming uh, from heaven, food from heaven. And it begins the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies like those found in Isaiah. From Isaiah chapter 25, where we read this, In Jerusalem, the Lord of heaven's armies will spread a wonderful feast for all the people of the world. It will be a delicious banquet with clear, well-aged wine and choice meat. There he will remove the cloud of gloom, the shadow of death that hangs over the earth. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away all tears. Isaiah recorded these words 700 years before Christ. He also wrote this uh, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. Jesus is that promised good shepherd that we read about in the, in the Old Testament reading today and in this reading from Isaiah chapter 40. He calls himself that. He says, I am the good shepherd. Um, I take care of my sheep. And he also calls himself uh, the bread of life. He says, the, the Israelites ate manna in the desert, but they became hungry again. If you want bread that won't uh, go bad and that, that you won't be hungry again after eating, this is the bread you need, referring to himself. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never grow hungry. He who eats of me shall never grow hungry. We see in this that there's a physical uh, multiplication, but there's also a spiritual multiplication. There's a physical multiplication of food and feeding, and there's also the spiritual multiplication of the spiritual gifts that God wants to give to us and divide among us. In Jesus' example of feeding uh, the hungry, we see this act of compassion on his part, and also a demonstration of his presence, the presence of the kingdom of God coming to earth. Another way we see that multiplication taking place is that from the time of Jesus' first disciples until today, Christians have followed Jesus' lead in feeding people. Uh, whether it's uh, church potlucks or um, you know, meals that are brought to those who are home and can't make it out of their home, the homebound, uh, but especially feeding those with limited access to food, the poor, the hungry. And increasingly, Christians are trying to help the poor not only by feeding them, by providing food, but also by helping them develop meet the means to provide for themselves and for others. Jesus' miracle of feeding the masses can also serve as an encouragement, 
an encouragement to those who work in, in these ministries of, of feeding others, as well as those who work in uh, jobs and vocations that provide food. It can be an encouragement to the farmers and the gardeners, the truckers who carry the food, and people in the grocery and restaurant businesses, and many others, including those who prepare food for their families and their friends by the simple act of caring for human needs in Jesus' name, we participate in the kingdom ministry of Jesus. It's a wonderful way to think of how you can serve God by doing your work, working in your garden, working in your fields, preparing a meal for your family. In Jesus' name, it becomes a representation of the kingdom of God on earth in caring for those who are hungry. This is another way Jesus is multiplying and dividing through his people today all around the world, including through us. As the Holy Spirit works in us and through us to care for others, Jesus is multiplying what can be done and dividing it up among multitudes everywhere. In addition, this miraculous feeding points us to another miraculous meal, a feeding of the soul, that Jesus first served to his disciple in Jer- disciples in Jerusalem prior to his arrest and crucifixion. In this meal, Jesus took simple everyday flat bread without yeast, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. Then he divided it among them and took a cup of wine, a simple, normal, ordinary cup of wine, and said, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. And suddenly it was no longer simple, ordinary bread and wine, but just something much more. He passed the bread and the wine to them. And in their eating and drinking of this miraculous meal, they received not just simple bread and wine, but also what Jesus said. This is my body. This is my blood. How can this be? How can Jesus feed 5,000? And yet, there were 5,000 witnesses, eyewitnesses, and more. Jesus can do what our human reasons simply cannot grasp. Because Jesus said it, because he says, this is my body, this is my blood, we simply receive it by faith. The same voice of authority who said, let there be light at the beginning of creation says, this is my body, this is my blood. So it is. By faith in Jesus and in his word, we receive the bread and wine of Holy Communion and we also receive along with it what Jesus says we receive, his body and blood. Here too, we see Jesus multiplying many, many times over and and dividing this meal to so many, even over the centuries, over the millennia, how many millions have received this meal? Jesus once said, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. And then he went on to say, anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Here also we see the principle of multiplication in the kingdom of God. A grain of wheat, unless it dies, remains only a single seed. But if that grain of wheat is planted in the ground, buried, look what it produces. If you've driven out in the country recently, you might have seen some of those wheat fields that have been cut 
uh, in the last several weeks. Just stubbles left now, but how many kernels of wheat have been produced by these single wheat seeds that were buried? Jesus embodied these words. He was talking about himself. Through his death on the cross and burial in the tomb, his life ultimately produced life and salvation for many. Life and salvation that, that is divided to many. And he's also talking about us. He calls us, his followers, to die to self, to die to this world, and to give our lives in service to others, to multiply our lives in the lives of others, that many more might be in the kingdom on the last day as a result of our small kernel, our small life, having been lived on this earth and having been ultimately buried. It's interesting to me that Jesus chose bread and wine to serve in this holy meal, this meal of multiplication that is divided among so many. It's interesting to me because when you think about how these foods are made, they're very similar in that bread is made from these grains of wheat, many, many grains of wheat that are first crushed and ground in order to make the flour by which the, the bread is made. And similarly, uh, the grapes must be crushed and um, before they can create this, this delicious uh, juice. And so it is with us. So it was with Jesus, who was crushed, who, who was destroyed in the flesh on the cross, who died and was buried, but then who came back to life to give us food, to give us life, to give us this meal, to give us himself to multiply over and over. And we similarly are called to be those who are, who are pressed down, who are sometimes feeling like we're being crushed, but ultimately not destroyed. Because he went to the cross for us, we have a life that will never end, even beyond the grave, even after we are buried. A life that he gave us and continues to give us and the life that we are called to multiply and divide to others. Let us pray. O oh Lord Jesus, thank you for caring for our ordinary human needs. Thank you for our daily bread. We thank you also today for the presence of your kingdom among us. Though the fullness of your reign is still coming, we have already begun to taste and to experience life under your gracious reign and rule. Lord, we thank you also for those whom you provide in our lives, who provide food for people, for farmers and gardeners, for those who transport food and prepare it. We thank you for providing these vocations and for the people in ministries that seek to feed the hungry and help the poor. Bless them in their efforts. We also pray for all who are hungry today. May you provide for them and stir up your people to feed the hungry as you once did when you were among us. Thank you, Lord, that you are a God who multiplies and then who freely shares, who divides what you have multiplied among the masses, among the many, among the multitudes. Continue to increase our faith, to believe your word, 
to trust the witnesses that have gone before us, the eyewitnesses who have recorded your miraculous acts. And Lord, to believe that what you say is true, that when we receive this holy meal, it is your body and your blood that you are giving to us. Continue to feed us, Lord. Continue to nourish us that we might be of service to others. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand. In our uh, prayers of the church today, we lift up the loved ones of um, our brother, our departed brother, uh, Joe Early, and all who mourn and all who are in need of healing. Uh, we also lift up those who are affected by uh, the floods in Europe and uh, severe weather, dry weather in the western part of the United States. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can come to you with all of our uh, requests, as well as our thanksgiving and praises. We praise and thank you, Lord, for you are a good and gracious God, and we acknowledge you. We acknowledge you as our creator, the one who created the heavens and the earth and all that is in it. We thank you, Lord, for our salvation. We thank you, Jesus, that you went to the cross to bring us life that never ends. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for humbling yourself and leaving the glory of heaven, just as Jesus did to come to earth. You come and dwell within our hearts. Continue, Lord, to grow and increase in us that which you desire. Lord, in your mercy. Father in heaven, we bring to you all who are grieving today, all who have lost loved ones, and we pray that you would comfort them with your presence. We especially pray um, for those who grieve those who are in Christ, that you would comfort them knowing their loved one is with you and that they will be reunited in faith by faith someday. We especially pray for the loved ones of Joe Early. We also lift up all who are mourning uh, loved ones who have died in the recent floods or fires. We pray that you would come to their aid. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we know that we have not treated your earth well in many cases. We have uh, treated it poorly, this beautiful creation that you have made. Lord, we pray that you would guide us in taking care of the earth as you have called us to do. Lord, we pray for your mercy uh, upon those who are suffering from the effects of flooding, from the effects of uh, the arid uh, dryness in the, in the west and southwest. We pray that in your mercy, you would uh, bring more moderate weather to our world. Um, we pray for all who are affected by this. Please be with the first responders and all who are serving the firefighters, all who are serving those who are in need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray today for the lost, for those who you are calling out to, to become uh, sheep under your loving shepherding. And maybe, Lord, there are family members um, of those who are here today that need our prayers for their salvation. So we lift them up to you, Lord. We lift up family members, friends, and loved ones. And we pray that you would reach into their lives, that you would provide people who can 
who can effectively communicate your grace and your love to them, and that you would open their hearts and their minds to receive you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who travel, and we especially pray today for our pastor and his family, that you bring him safely back to us and continue to bless him in his ministry among us. We pray for all the elders and the deacons, all who serve in your church. Bless this ministry, Lord. Bless who all, all who are a part of it. And please allow your light to continue to shine brightly through us. Help us not to lose our saltiness. Let us be the salt and light to Glen Carbon and the surrounding communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, be with all who are in need of your healing. We especially pray for all who have been affected by the recent uh, advance in COVID in our country and in other countries. We pray, Lord, that you would bring a swift resolution to this crisis and that you would be with the healthcare workers and all who serve in, the, in, in meeting their needs. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. All these prayers and those that still remain in our hearts, we lift up to you now, trusting that you hear us and that you will answer according to your perfect will and timing. For we come to you in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We pray in Jesus' name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is my blood of the new covenant shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. And may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Please be seated.
You have received the very body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May he strengthen you and keep you in true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of your people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. the Lord's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Take some time to meet those who are uh, sitting in front of and behind you. Uh, get to know each other. You're a part of the family of God and we'll spend eternity together.